do you ever feel that a lot of the information you get from the news, social media, even the so-called, well, establishment experts is not true? We're going to investigate that on a couple of other things today on the program. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Wednesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Well, I want to share something at the beginning of the program today before we get to some of the topics at hand. How many remember Laura Logan? She, for a little while, had a a nice gig with the uh, Fox News Channel on their streaming service called Fox Nation. Now, many of you know that last year she suddenly disappeared from the Fox network. Now, how did that happen? Well, she made some comments on her program, on her, that really got some people upset. Even Fox is not your friend a lot of the time. They, they're a little bit, well, they, they want to be somewhat establishment while pretending they're the bad boy. Well, here's a classic example. Last year, Laura Logan made a comparison on her program that Anthony Fauci, you've heard of him, she kind of compared him to the infamous Nazi doctor, Joseph Mengele. Now, that got the folks at Fox all bent out of shape. They couldn't deal with that. How dare she compare the wonderful Anthony Fauci, the wizard of COVID, to Dr. Mengele? Well, some of the weird experiments that he's done on animals and on AIDS patients and others, he's not a very savory character, and I would tend to agree with Laura Logan. Well, she's a very good investigative reporter. Too bad that Fox had to cave in to the establishment and all the creeps you have there. She's coming out with a, a special production she's been working on. It comes out in, in July, around July 17th, if I'm not mistaken. I'll, I'll be telling you about it. But this is the soundtrack of the trailer. And I want you to listen to this very carefully. Local criminal investigations into Mesa County Clerk Tina Peters' alleged voting machine security breaches continues. If I asked you this question before the 2020 election, are these voting machines secure? I would have said yes. And after the election, I would have said yes. What changed? Tina Peters admits she brought in a consultant to make a forensic copy of the Dominion voting system in Mesa County. I continue to think that our voting machines are too vulnerable. Voting machines in Georgia and Texas switch votes from one candidate to another. Virtually every machine was broken into. Ballot recording machines. Voting machines. 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 Voting machines. Voting machines. 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 Which are vulnerable to being hacked. There is no serious person out there who would suggest somehow that you could even rig America's elections. We've seen no evidence that any of our voting systems have been tampered with. The November 3rd election was the most secure. It was the most secure. Most secure. Most secure election in American history, period. The process is very secretive. These machines are built by private companies, which we don't have a right to know it goes on inside those. What did you see during the software update? We've uncovered something that they're afraid of. We didn't consider the machines. The information found there is the Rosetta Stone. They made a mistake and left the evidence in the machine. And you can hide it as well. It's only what the programmer tells to say. It's literally like the difference between going from pickpocketing to credit card fraud. 
These people are being selected, not elected. It's about who gets to count the vote. They break down my door, terrorize my family. FBI, federal search warrant. What do you remember? Just my mom being handcuffed by the chief of police. This is not what we do in America. You could make it all go away, though. You just keep your mouth shut. You could have your life back. Now, as I said, that was the audio track from a trailer for a special production that is coming out from Laura Logan sometime in July, and I will let you know more about it. I have said it before, and I'm going to stand by this. I'm going to stand by this, and it's not, you can't convince me otherwise. The election of 2020 was stolen. In fact, the election of 2016 was also supposed to be stolen, but the Democrats didn't cheat quite enough. Oh, they tried everything. They tried the phony Russian collusion delusion. They manufactured phony stuff that they try to have the FBI investigate. People should be in prison in striped suits for the rest of their lives for that kind of treason, if not executed. For what they tried to do. The FBI is being used as a political machine. The CIA, so much of our national intelligence service that put their reputations on the line to stand by that phony garbage. And they knew it was phony the whole time. The FBI did. Yet for how how long did we put up with the Mueller investigation? They knew on day one it was all fraud. And you want me to believe the 2020 election wasn't stolen? Between mules stuffing these Zucker boxes, you know, Facebook boxes out there in the middle of the night, 2,000 people with how many mega thousands of ballots that were harvested illegally, and you want me to believe it was the safest and fairest election ever? These people are traitors to the United States and should be arrested and treated as such. The election of 2020 was stolen. And it's not just at the ballot boxes, the stuff boxes. I believe that Mike Lindell kind of had it right, but didn't put it together as good as he needed. Yeah, there's some machine fraud going on, too. We just saw it in Georgia. How did Brad Rassenberger, Secretary of State, the machines say he got 16% more votes than he actually did? Those machines are garbage and need to be destroyed after we find out who rigged them. I worry about the election of 2022. Everybody thinks the conservatives have it in the bag. You can't convince me that they do. I think we're going to be in for a long night. In 2024, oh, you can bet they'll have it perfected in the next couple of years, how to steal it again. And what are we going to do? The establishment that runs this country in the swamp that is globalist now, they don't care about what you think. Just get with the program or you're in deep trouble. Now, Jim Calhoun is going to come to the microphone and he's going to tell you how to get get along better in this life, how to have better health and stop worrying. Jim, thank you for stepping up to the microphone. And here's Jim Calhoun. Thanks, Bob. And it's great to be back on Truth to Ponder. It seems like we have so many things going on in the world today that you could spend just all of your time trying to decipher all the craziness that's happening 
just everywhere you look. And so I thought that this episode, I would look at things a little closer to home. I want to take a look at a more personal thing, and that's your health. And there's a reason that I want to go down this road for this episode. And it's because I've been meeting so many people lately that are totally unhealthy. And if we do have problems like I think that we're going to have as far as food shortages or maybe, let's say, disruptions of our prescription meds or we're knocked off grid or something that I would consider a catastrophe as far as society goes, if that happens, then there's a lot of people that are not going to make it simply because they're not healthy enough to make it. And the more I talk to people that are totally unhealthy, the more that I know that they're part of these people that are, I'm going to call them brainwashed. They seem to be willing accomplices in their own medical malpractice as far as the way I see it. Now, I want to state right here that I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nurse. I have zero training other than just what I've had to train myself to do for myself and also all of the veterinary work that I've done in my life out here on the ranch. And so I do understand medicine up to a point, but only from a layman's point of view. But I do know that people that are very ill, that don't have good health, show very obvious signs of ill health. Maybe it's morbid obesity. Maybe it's every time they take three or four steps, they have to stop and huff and puff. People that have no energy, people that have no stamina, they're everywhere right now. And it seems like that our food supply is being augmented, I'll use that word, with all sorts of things that may or may not be helpful to us and may or may not be detrimental. There are people that think that there's absolutely nothing wrong with the preservatives that are going into our food. There are people that think that putting the nanobots in the food is actually going to make them healthier. There are people that honestly believe that. I'm not one of them. I think that God created a perfect world for us, and he created a perfect food for us. And mankind has had to manipulate the food just for storage reasons if nothing else, so it'll keep longer. Because you're not going to feed the population of the world that we have with methods that don't lend itself to food preservation. Now, there's many ways to preserve food without the chemicals that they're adding to it. But the price of food would undoubtedly rise because of that reason, and we don't need the food to rise anymore. And so I'm not here to condemn all the things they're putting in the food. I wish they weren't. They're putting things in the water like fluoride and chlorine that are questionable. I think that the fluoride they're putting in the water is absolutely criminal, but that's just my opinion. But we have a huge rise in autism. A lot of people think it's vaccines that cause the autism, and I'm one that think that that's probably a good source to look at. But I also think that autism's on the rise because of what they're putting in our food. Now, again, I have no training. That's just an opinion. But as I see people that are totally unfit, that if they had to go out and mow their lawn with an old-fashioned push-type lawnmower, 
I'm not talking about the real mower that's run by the wheels of the mower, because those are hard to push for anybody. I'm talking about a gasoline-powered lawnmower that you have to push. A lot of people couldn't even go out and mow the yard the size of a postage stamp without falling over. And these are the same people that never walk anywhere. They have to ride everywhere they go. And I know that there are people that have health issues where they do have to ride everywhere they go. And I'm not talking about these people. I'm talking about the people who are otherwise healthy. That the only reason they're unhealthy is because of their lifestyle, because of their life choices as far as what they put in their bodies and how they just want to sit on the couch and watch TV. And my goal here is not to offend anybody because I know that there are listeners to Truth to Ponder that are going to fit what I'm going to describe. And I'm not trying to pick on you. Not at all. I'm trying to encourage you to take a good hard look at yourself and reassess because I would like to see everybody out there make it through this crisis. I don't want the New World Order people to take the life of one person because of starvation or food supply shortages or what have you. I want everyone to make it through this. And I see there's a group of people that absolutely will not make it through. And so I'm partially addressing that group, but I'm also addressing the rest of us that we don't ever want to be part of that group. We have to do what it takes to stay in shape. I'm going to give you my opinions. My opinion is that the medical profession as a whole, I'm not saying everybody because there's some very good people in our medical community. I've met them. There's some awesome people. But there's also those that are there that for a paycheck. And there are doctors that like to write prescriptions because that's how they make their money. And there's doctors that really don't want to get to the bottom of what's happening with someone as long as they're making money giving them prescriptions. And here's a perfect example. I'm a musician, and I don't work as much as I used to because of all the COVID nonsense and societal changes. I performed for an event that was a big chicken fried steak dinner, and that's their fundraiser as they have once a month, a chicken fried steak dinner that's actually extremely good. These people really know how to make chicken fried steaks. And so it's a fundraiser, and it's, it's a meal. The location of this fundraiser happens to have a bar. And after I got done, I had a man come over and offer to buy me a beer. Well, I don't drink, and so I politely declined. And I'm also a diabetic. And it's easier to tell people the truth, which is the truth. I am very alcohol intolerant if I would have a beer my blood sugar would spike to the point where I'd be ill for three or four days. And I used to have an occasional beer, but I haven't had a beer for a long, long time. And I don't plan on ever being a drinker because, first of all, I really don't believe in it. But if you're a social drinker, that's I have no problem with it. But when you have health issues, you have to take care of yourself. And so I simply am taking care of myself. So I politely declined. and. I told him that my blood sugar would spike, and so my diabetes would be very badly affected by having a beer. And this man was about 60 to 65 years old, and I don't want to be mean. I'm not trying to be mean, but I have to describe him. 
Have you ever seen a man that looked like he swallowed a big beach ball? This guy looked like he'd swallowed a huge beach ball. To call it a potbelly would be an understatement. And you could tell that he didn't walk anywhere. His muscle tone in his arms were not good. And his color was abnormally too red, like he drank too much. And you could tell that he didn't have any breath, that he was kind of fighting just to talk because he had to kind of gasp in between sentences. And then he told me, he said, well, I'm a diabetic too, but I don't let that stop me. Well, first red flag is you have to listen to your body. You can't be stupid. And so my first thought was, well, this man's a fool. And then he proceeded to tell me that he was taking huge amounts of insulin twice a day to control his diabetes. I told him I don't take any insulin. I control mine through diet, and I just watch what I eat, and I exercise. And also, I take a product that is natural, and it has a whole bunch of vitamins and minerals, and it has 70 different trace minerals in it that are really good for you. And me taking this product has really helped me. It's helped my stamina. It's helped me get my work done faster and better. And I'm not near so tired at the end of the day. I casually mentioned I took this product. And he looked at me and said, I don't take anything my doctor doesn't prescribe. And he actually kind of got angry with me. And so I started getting lectured by a man that had one foot in the grave that looked like he swallowed a basketball that probably couldn't walk a block without falling over, and his diabetes is totally out of control, but yet he's so brainwashed to do everything the doctor says and not do any research on his own that it's affecting his own health. And I thought that was so ironic that even though I've had a horrible car crash and my body has been absolutely broken beyond belief, I actually feel that for my age, I'm in really good health. I walk everywhere I go. I don't have any four-wheelers or any type of off-road vehicles. If I have a tractor that's a half a mile away and it needs a battery, well, I'll walk with it. I know people think that maybe that's a little excessive for me to tax my body so hard. But the more I work physically, the better I do feel. And so I carry all of my gas in the gas cans. There's lots of times I have to carry the gas one or 200 yards, and I pick up all my own hay, little bales, and I pick them up. I have to get off the tractor, pick up the bale, put it on the sled, get back up on the tractor, drive forward, and repeat the process until I get like 20 bales on the sled. Then I shut the tractor off, I get up on the sled, and then I pile them. And then I repeat that process. And so I'm doing the work of three people right there. And I can do three or 400 bales in a day without it hurting me too bad. And this guy probably couldn't do two or three bales without falling over. And he was treating me like I was doing something wrong, putting something in my body that wasn't prescribed by my doctor. And I just had to think, wow, how brainwashed is this guy? He's nothing but an ATM for this doctor. The doctor hasn't addressed his problem at all. If the doctor had, he wouldn't drink like he does, and he wouldn't be a glutton. And so I really do feel sorry for people like that, 
even though it's their choice. And if that's what they want to do, that's that's fine. I don't want to tell anyone how to live their life. But a person like that is not going to make it through the hard times that are coming. And I think that each and every one of us need to do everything in our power to get as healthy as we can, as fast as we can. But do it with common sense. Don't go out and try to get in shape in two or three days. That's not going to happen. If you've been lethargic for four or five years or 10 years or 20 years, that's going to take a year or so to get you back into health. But that doesn't mean you don't start and start today. And I really do feel that we have a society right now that's horribly obese, that is horribly drug addicted as a society as far as prescription drugs and also the illegal drugs. We have people that are relying on doctors who, in my opinion, not all doctors, but there's enough of them out there that use their patients for a new bass boat and maybe a new house or maybe a new membership at a golf club. And they really don't care about the patient at all other than the dollar signs they see when the patient walks in the room. Now, I know there's doctors like that. Don't tell me there's not. I also know there's humanitarians who are doctors. Unfortunately, the humanitarians are few and far between. So if you're a doctor and you're in it for, if you're in it because you're a humanitarian, then God bless you. But if you're a doctor that just sees dollar signs, I would hope and pray that you would change your method of operation and change your attitude. Because people trust the doctors. People trust the nurses. People trust our whole medical system. And I used to be one that trusted it one million percent. I know that God spared my life, and I know ultimately it was God who healed me. But I had some very good care in the hospital. I had some very good doctors, and I had some awesome nurses, and they really did care. And so I do understand there are good ones out there. But since this COVID thing hit, and a lot of doctors have, in my opinion, they've sold their medical soul anyway for the almighty dollar, that all they cared about was misdiagnosing people and saying they had COVID so they could make more money for their hospitals. And a lot of this goes to the hospital administration. It shouldn't be put at the doctor's feet. But there's so many instances out there of people getting this death jab that shouldn't have got it. Now we have five-year-olds falling over with heart attacks. It's not uncommon to see someone in their teens or 20s or early 30s fall over from a heart attack. I guess the statistics are that there's a 40% rise in mortality of people who have been inoculated with this concoction that are of working age, 40% increase of deaths. And from what I gather, the hospitals are now overwhelmed with people who have had this death jab because the side effects are starting to really affect a lot of people. And if you're one of those that has been injected, I really do feel for you because you were lied to. Some people were foolish, and they took three or four shots. I know one guy thought he was going to prove to the world how safe they were, so he went and got Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, and the Pfizer shot. He got them all three within a week, and he was a bodybuilder. 
And about two weeks later, they buried him. And you look at how many soccer players in Europe have fallen over dead on the field. And I watched a boxing match where, between rounds, a 20-some-year-old boxer fell over dead in the ring. And they're trying to say this is normal. And folks, this is not normal. So if you've had this death jab, then I think that what I'm saying is goes quadruple for you. You're going to have a hard time getting your health back. So you're going to have to work at it. And from what I understand, you're never going to quite get your health back from this concoction that they shot into everybody's arm. And I hope that I'm wrong. I hope everyone can recover from what I think is medical malpractice. And when you have someone like Bill Gates, who has no medical training at all, and he seems to be in charge of all the vaccine programs around the world, what's wrong with that picture? Well, I don't have any vaccine training either. You might as well put me in charge of it. I'm going to tell you one thing. If I was in charge of the vaccination of everyone in the world, I would make quadruply sure that what I was giving the people was fully tested and was safe. And also, if there was any side effects, I'd already have a way to deal with them before I gave the first person the shot. Now, does that make me an expert in vaccines? No, I don't claim to be. But also, I'm not evil like Bill Gates. And the only reason that he's into this vaccine is by his own admission to reduce the population of the planet. And so, why do we have medically trained people that have all sorts of degrees on their wall bowing to the almighty dollar of Bill Gates? And promoting what he is promoting and actually walking in lockstep with Bill Gates and and some of these organizations like the WHO, which is corrupt, and the CDC, who is also corrupt. We need to have the doctors step up and do what they know is right. And if standing up for what's right costs them their medical license... Well, then they were practicing in the wrong state. They were practicing at the wrong place. And I would rather lose my license to practice anything, including medicine, than to put something in someone's arm that I suspected very strongly would harm them. Because the Hippocratic Oath, the first rule of that is do no harm. And unfortunately, we have had the medical profession as a whole turn their back on their oath. Just like we've had the politicians that swear an oath to the Constitution to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States of America, they've turned their back as well. So we have all these people that swear an oath, and then they turn their back on it. And when they turn their back on it, and when you do that in the medical profession, people die. And when you do that in government, then people start losing their businesses and their homes, and you have massive spikes in inflation, and you have horrible things happening to the economy and to society because of weak, feckless, satanic leadership in Washington. And that's both parties. They're all just corruptocrats, in my opinion. And so there's no cavalry coming over the hill. There's no person on a white horse. There's no white knight that's going to come give you your health back. There is no magic pill. 
There is no magic elixir. But there are things that you can take that are natural, that are homeopathic, that will help. Will they give you your health back? Well, to some degree, some of them will. And also, mainstream medicine has some very good products as well. I'm not condemning all of mainstream modern medicine. But I do know that it costs an awful lot, and people are being used as an ATM machine, or worse yet, as a cash cow. And I think that's just wrong. And so there are things that we can do to get our health back. There are some products we can take. There are some lifestyle choices that we can Maybe it's a sacrifice to change some of your lifestyle choices. If you like to eat way too much and one of your lifestyle choices has to be cutting back. In other words, if you live to eat, you have to learn to eat to live. That can be very hard for some people, and I do understand that. None of this is going to be instantaneous, and some of it is going to be a little painful as far as what you're used to, what you want to do. I think you're going to have to take your wants and put a check on those and look at what you need. Now, I want a whole plate full of brownies, but I don't need a whole plate full of brownies. I can eat one, and then I can go work that off, and then maybe later in the day or the next day have another one. I don't need to sit down and scarf a whole plate full of brownies. But yet there's some people that's what they feel they have to do. And on the other side of the break, I'll pick up where I left off, and we'll start talking about ways to get your health back. And thank you so much, Jim. This is Bob Bierman, host of Truth to Ponder. just want to take a moment to thank you for listening to our program today, and I want to thank Jim uh, for being able to fill in and make it a lot easier during this time that we're traveling. If you believe in our work and our ministry, we really need your support this month more than ever. It's been a difficult month. And I know what happens. The economy's tight. It's summertime. I, I understand. But if you can help us financially, would you consider making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? Ancient Word Radio. Mail it to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's number 3248. And our city is Crestview, one word, Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. That zip code again is 32536 in Crestview, Florida. Also, other ways you can support us can be found at our website. If you haven't been there in a while, check out truth2ponder.com. This is Truth to Ponder. With Bob Beerman. The yellow light factor coming up. Shalom Alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn. Your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you can get and love in a moment. Okay, here's the situation. You're driving in your car and you're late. You see a traffic light up ahead. It's green and you're saying to yourself, good, it's green, green, green. No, 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 it's turning yellow. No, now you're a believer. What do you do? What do you do with a yellow light? 
Well, <laughs> many believers, you're like many of us, you floor the gas pedal. <laughs> you're going through yellow, yellow, yellow. Okay, it's turning it. You see the first hint of red coming up. You, you pull down your sun visor so you can't see it. You go through it. It wasn't red. Okay, it wasn't exactly yellow. It was sort of reddish yellow and orange, a, a light red orange. So you zoom through the intersection. Everybody's watching and reading your bumper stickers. Honk if you love Jesus. Uh, Christians aren't perfect. Just forgive him. If you see this car without a driver, I've been raptured going through a red light, actually. <laughs> now, now listen, you, maybe you're not somebody who wants to go through a red light. Now, you never would. If you see red light, you stop. But yellow light's a whole other story. So in this life, you know, there are some things that are definitely wrong. Smoking, getting drunk, sexual immorality, those are the red lights of life. But then there are the things that are seem to be questionable. Television, that television show, that questionable activity, that questionable relationship, that questionable decision, that cutting corners, that compromise. These are the yellow lights. Now, you'd never go through a red light. You know, adultery's wrong, but that flirtation, that second glance, the yellow light. And with a yellow light, you've got a choice. You can speed up or you can put on the brakes. It's, it, you know, the point is... Is. You see, the problem is yellow lights become red lights. And if you don't stop that flirtation, it'll become adultery. That indulgence will become an addiction. That compromise will become a fall. So stop that thing. It's not only the red lights, my friend, that are to save you. It's even more importantly, the yellow lights. Want more? Ask for the Shabbat Paradox on CD. Now, what if I offered you a million dollars? Well, something better than a million dollars. Something to help give you a strong, victorious life in God. A free subscription to Sapphire's Vitamins for Your Spirit and the incredible Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD. All free. You'll love it. How do you get all this? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. So, to receive your free gifts, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. One. Now, the harvest is great, the labors are few. Imagine you could you could blanket the end time harvest with the gospel. You could you could cover the world with the gospel. You can through shortwave radio. It's amazing. The farthest way you can ever reach the world. We do it every week. You can have a part. Just call one eight hundred Yeshua one. That's Y E S H U A one. Or write me direct. The nice Jewish boy, Box one 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 Lodi L O D I New Jersey O seventy six forty four. That's the nice Jewish boy, Box one 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 Lodi. L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, Peace be to you, my friend, and Messiah, Ben Elohim, the Son of God. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder. I'm Jim Calhoun sitting in today for Bob Behrman. And Bob will be back tomorrow with another great edition of Truth to Ponder. And today I've been talking about your health. And I just want to jump right back onto this topic because I really think it's that important. If we're going to endure hardships, or if we have families that we have to support, well then it stands to reason we have to be there if we're going to support them. And so if you're out of shape, I think it's time to really consider getting into shape because there's a lot at stake here. Not only your life itself, but the quality of life that you have. Now, I don't want to get into my afflictions and my problems. That's not what this show is about. But I do want to tell you that I am broken up enough that I was told by some doctors to totally retire and to do nothing. I was told that I would never be able to crawl up onto a ladder again. 
I was told I would never be able to wear boots again. I was told I'd never be able to take care of cows. I was told I would never be able to put up my hay. I was told I needed to retire from performing. The medical profession kept telling me, be lethargic, retire, stand down. You've lived your life. It's time to just vegetate. And that's not me. Never has been, never will be. And I started finding out after I learned how to walk again, that the more I walked, the better I could walk. The better I could walk, the more I wanted to walk. And so I think that that is how you need to look at your health. That if you are one of those that you're having trouble getting around because of disabilities or let's say your lung capacity has been harmed from smoking or by being obese for too long, sure, it might wind you to walk around the block. So walk halfway around the block. After a while, your body will acclimate and you'll be able to go for the whole block. Once you accomplish that, well, then you could work on going around the block twice. Do it one day at a time, one piece at a time, and don't stress over it. That's probably where I want to start is don't stress over being out of shape. Don't stress over it. Because your body is already stressing because it's out of condition. So you don't want to add mental stress. And so never, ever self-judge yourself and condemn yourself for the state of your health, whether it be good or bad or in the middle. It is what it is. And anything bad can be improved upon, and anything good can also be improved upon. So just work on it at a daily basis to improve on it. If you're one of those that has to have a whole plate full of brownies, well, eat a half a plate of brownies. Work down. Everything that you do can be a solid building block to build your health again. I guess I need to take one step back here also and mention that your spiritual health is going to have an awful lot to do with your emotional health, your mental health, and your physical health. And we may not realize it, but we are very spiritual beings. And so spiritually, we have to be as healthy as possible. So daily devotions or staying in contact with God through prayer or simply acknowledging God's goodness, what God does for you on a day-to-day basis, just the fact that you're here alive right now should be enough for you to be extremely thankful to God for allowing you the privilege to be here at this time because God put everybody at this time period for a reason. and. If you were going to be a soldier in a war, what do they do to soldiers? Well, they whip them into shape with boot camp. Now, most people who are horribly out of condition will wash out of boot camp because they just can't do it. Matter of fact, lots of people aren't taken into the military service if they are morbidly obese or they have health issues that will keep them from getting into good enough condition that it won't not only endanger their life if they got into a battle, but endanger the lives of the entire company that they may be with. And I'm not trying to say life is a battle, but again, I am kind of saying that. So you can kind of sift through that and see what my meaning is to you. You can see what God has put on your heart from what I'm about to say. But I feel that 
mankind is in for probably the largest struggle that it's ever had, just for its very existence. And if I'm right, then it is a war. And if it's a war for your mind, or a war for your body, or a war for your soul, then you have to have your body, mind, and soul prepared for war, or else you'll just be a casualty. Not only will you be a casualty, those who may be counting on you to be there as a provider, maybe not a provider of food, but let's just say a provider of inspiration, or a provider of food, however you want to look at it. If you're not physically able to take care of yourself, or mentally, or spiritually, then there's no way you're going to be there for those who love you and are counting on you. And so if you don't get in shape for you, get in shape for those who are counting on you. Now, they love you as you are, and God loves you as you are, and I'm not condemning anybody. There's twice in my life that I got very obese. Two times in my life, I was over 65 pounds overweight. But two times in my life, I looked at myself in the mirror and asked myself, what are you doing? And two times in my life, I brought my weight down the 60 pounds. Was it easy? No, not a bit. Because I'm unfortunately one of those that love to eat. And so you might say that I live to eat. That's probably one of my biggest vices. And I do have a healthy appetite. But I make sure that I have the physical activity to wear off anything that I would deem as overeating. And also, I try to do everything in moderation. Do I always succeed? No. Do I always fail? No. Just somewhere in the middle. But I succeed more than I fail, and so my health isn't that bad. But just to kind of recap, to those who don't know, in the accident, I broke over 30 bones on the right side of my body. I broke 11 vertebrae. I had my lower half of my right leg split in half, and it was so badly damaged that my ankle was actually up by my ear. And I know that's not a very good graphic to think about, and it's not a good thing to go through. And I was pretty well bedridden for two years, and it took over $24,000 of rehab just to teach me how to walk again. And so I've been on the wrong side of the mountain. I've lost my health completely. For two years, I couldn't even get up and go to the bathroom. Think about that. Two years. You can't even take care of yourself. Now, for a man in his 40s who was very vibrant and a take-charge kind of guy that I am, that was really hard on me mentally and physically, spiritually. That was really hard. But I had to understand I had to let God be God, and I had to become my own best friend and cut myself a break. I mentioned that in the last show. But if you didn't hear the last show, I think that's very important that if you're trying to get your health under control, be your own best friend and encourage yourself and don't condemn yourself. Because, let's face it, the things you're putting in our food are addictive. And you take all of the fast food and all of the chemicals and everything that's being placed in the food, all the steroids and growth hormones. I think that a lot of our children are obese simply because they're putting so many growth hormones into some of the food that is getting into the children's system. There's lots of reasons why people are overweight. And I'm one of the nervous eaters. If I'm really nervous and things aren't going good, I eat. 
And I really work at that, and I fail at that all the time. But I am aware of it, and so I am working on it. And I'll probably work on that till the day I die. But I'll still be working on it. That's the point. And I want to touch a little bit on people who are underweight. There are some people out there that are anorexic, other people that look like they're anorexic that really aren't. There are some people that should weigh 120 pounds that weigh 75 pounds or 80 pounds. And some of these people are healthy as a horse, but some of them are not. And so if you're one of those that needs to gain weight, I sincerely think you need to gain some weight in case we're hit with famine. Because you might not have a choice later on of whether to eat or not. And that goes for the people who are overweight. You may lose the weight whether you want to or not. But you want to lose it under your terms and lose it your way or gain the weight your way. And so I would recommend that anybody that's overweight or underweight go to a very good nutritionist. And when I say very good, there are some that are better than others. And one of the things you need to do is talk to people who are clients of certain nutritionists and take a look at their health and see how well they're managed and see how well that they're supported by this nutritionist. And if you have to join a support group, do it. Just make sure that the support group that you join is faith-based. And I'm not saying church-based, I'm saying faith-based. You don't want to be with a bunch of unbelievers and people that will scoff at your faith in God. But you have to understand God is not your personal genie. You have to take the bull by the horns and take care of yourself. You can ask God to help, and I believe he will help you. I believe that with all my heart. But it doesn't matter what I believe. It matters what you believe. But whatever it takes to lose the weight, or let's say you're not underweight or overweight, you're just out of shape. You don't need to join a gym. You don't need to go out and buy some fancy exercise clothes. Just start taking the stairs instead of an elevator. Walk instead of drive in distances that are short enough you can walk. I'm going to touch on myself again because that's my only point of reference. My body is so racked with arthritis from the 11 vertebrae I broke and all those bones that I broke that if I would just sit in a chair for 30 minutes, I have a hard time getting up. And so what do I do? Me personally, I don't sit down. I keep moving. As long as I keep moving, it's kind of like a shark that has to swim to be able to breathe. I have to keep moving to be able to move. And when I stand still and I'm talking to people, I fidget a little bit. I kind of rock back and forth. I'm rocking away from my pain. Instead of taking pain meds, I just position my body in different positions. If it, I might lean forward for 30 seconds and then lean sideways, not dramatically, but just noticeably. And that takes some of the stress off my arthritis. But in my hay operation, I have to move tractors from field to field. And I don't have anybody to follow me to drive me back to get the next tractor or drive me back to my vehicle. And so I'm riding a bicycle. I didn't know if I could even physically ride a bicycle until last year. And I finally pulled one out and gave it a try. And lo and behold, I could actually do it. And this last week, I put in over 30 miles on a bicycle. And I will add here that I'm 60 years old. And so I can go out and put in a whole day's work and then ride my bicycle 10 miles home. Now, does that make me an athlete? No, 
It just makes me someone who's determined. And it's someone who has not ever let their health deteriorate to where, not on purpose, to where I couldn't do anything. Of course, my health did deteriorate, but it wasn't my fault. It wasn't something that I planned on doing. But I don't think anyone plans on being out of shape. I don't think anyone wants to be a couch potato. I don't think anyone plans to do that. I just think that happens. But I think it's going to take a conscious effort for you to understand that you need to take charge of your own health. And I've taken charge of my own health by exercising and trying to eat right and trying to eat appropriately. I still overeat, but lots of times I overeat because I overdo as far as physical labor and I'm just absolutely famished and I don't seem to gain any weight anytime I do overeat. Basically, I'm the same size that I was in high school. I got a 33-inch waist. I can wear a 32-inch waist pant, but it's a little tight. But a 34, I kind of swim in it. So I'm a 33, and so it's really hard for me to find pants that really fit me. So I have to wear lots of belts to hold my pants up because 34s are more comfortable than 32s. And at the end of the summer, I'll probably be down to a 32 from all the hay bales that I'm going to throw. And so there is something about the old-fashioned lifestyle that I live that is beneficial. But also, I understand that way back in the day, people did not have that long of a lifespan because they worked themselves to death. I'm well aware of that, too. So I'm trying to find the happy medium and try to keep my health and stay healthy to where I can stay functional for a longer period in my life. Because remember, I was told not to function anymore. I was told to basically give up, to sit in a chair and just wait to die. And I don't think anyone needs to do that. Even if you're 95 years old, you don't need to sit and do that. Because there's things that we can all do. And there's people that listen to Truth to Ponder who've lost their health, and their health is gone forever. And I was nearly one of those. Matter of fact, perfect health I will never have because of my disabilities that I have as far as I have so much arthritis on my right knee that I have a knot that's bone, that's calcium, it's a built up from the arthritis, that's the size of an apple. And I am a candidate for a new knee, but I had staph infection for 18 months and didn't know it. And so I've been informed that while the knee operation, the new knee replacement might be successful, the chances that I would get staph infection is greatly enhanced because I had staph for so long that it's kind of inside my body. And I did the pick line. I was on vancomycin for eight weeks. I've done all that care that you have to do on the doors at the hospital that no one goes through unless you're chronic. I've, I've been through those doors. I understand it. And there are people with kidney issues and liver issues and, and all sorts of things that, that they'll never get their health back. But that doesn't mean you can't pray. And praying is the most important thing we can do. So even if you've lost all of your mobility, you can still pray. And the world needs prayer warriors right now more than ever. And so there's no one out there that's not useful. And God puts you on this earth for a reason. And if you don't have your health and you can't get it back, you are still here for a reason. There are things you can do for the kingdom of God. And I think that if we all work for the kingdom of God, we have to be physically fit as possible, spiritually fit as possible, and mentally fit as possible. And I know that's not an easy thing to do. 
And so what I'm talking about today is not going to be something you can snap your fingers and say, oh, I'm healthy. Now, I mentioned earlier that I took a couple of supplements, and I'm not going to tell anyone what they are because, first of all, everyone's body chemistry is different. What works for me may not work for you. Plus, this is not a commercial broadcast, and I'm not going to give anyone a free commercial. And also, I just don't think that's ethical of me to presume that I could tell anyone how to fix any of their illnesses or their problems. But I am going to tell you this. I found a product that has taken my arthritic pain almost away 100%. And it's giving me mobility in joints that I have had very limited mobility in. And I'm going to use my hand as an example. As I have to pick up these bales, I have what are called hay hooks. And anyone that grew up on a farm is going to know what I'm talking about. But they're hooks that you hook into the hay bales so you can lift the bales easier because it's tough on your fingers to be lifting on the twine or lifting on the actual hay. And so if you use the hooks, which are approximately a half inch diameter metal bent in the shape of a hook, and they have handles, after you load X amount of bales, your hands kind of permanently get that hay hook. They kind of curl in. It's like anything else that you do on a repetitive basis. Your body kind of responds to that and molds itself into that. Your body does things like that to kind of compensate and, uh, you know, braces on teeth. It's the same type of a thing. My hands are very arthritic and they try to curl into the shape of holding a hay hook. I could not make a fist in my right hand for about three years. And anyone with arthritis knows the pain when you're trying to move something that doesn't move, or if you bump it. There were days that I would bump my fingers just lightly. I could bump it on a pillow and almost scream in pain. It hurt that bad. Well, there are products out there that are homeopathic that will take that pain away. So you really need to not give up. You need to do your research. After I started taking this one product for my arthritis, not only did it take my pain away, my hands no longer tried to be in that permanent holding a hay hook position, and I can make a fist. Not only can I make a fist, I think I could start working out again and hitting a heavy bag with my right hand and not damage my hand. I've come that far, and it only took about a week for this product to do that. And another product I'm taking that has a whole bunch of minerals in it, it has 70 different trace minerals. And I honestly feel 10 years younger since I started taking it. And I work hard enough each day to actually wear myself out. When I go to lay down at night, I have really earned my rest. But since taking this product, I feel more energized. I can get more work done. I feel better. And regardless of mental errors that I make, and I've made some really bad ones, I do feel that I'm mentally sharper with this product. And so there are products out there that can help you that are homeopathic, that are all natural. Formulate a game plan and work it. And so I think you need to do that with yourself. You need to take stock of yourself. See where you're at health-wise as far as physical, mental, and spiritual health. And then work up a game plan to improve all of that. And how does this tie into this catastrophe that I see coming? I really do feel that if we are bogged down with health problems and then we have society collapse 
And we're witnessing the collapse right now. And a lot of small business owners are sitting back watching their businesses be totally ruined. No one's going to come save these businesses and no one's going to come save your family. You know, you might have another family member or a church group or an organization that might come and help. But ultimately, it's going to be up to you and your family members to take care of you and your family. And you're not going to be able to do that in the best way possible if you're not in good health. And so I really think that you need to take stock of yourself and be honest with yourself and work at it day by day. And remember, Rome was not built in a day. Your health, whether it be spiritual, emotional, or physical, won't come back in a day either. But each day can be a step towards that. And they say that every journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. And there's a quote from a famous bodybuilder, the man that really started the whole physical culture. His name was Charles Atlas. And a lot of the older people will know Charles Atlas through the courses that he offered. You couldn't hardly pick up a magazine without a picture of Charles Atlas selling you his course. Well, Charles Atlas was a very good man. He was a very smart man. And one of his quotes is, go steadily from one success to another. And so as you rebuild your health, go steadily from one success to another. And you'll find that being successful is a lot easier than failing. Because as you get your success, you'll actually feel your health coming back. You'll feel your mind getting clearer. You'll feel better spiritually, and a lot of good things will come from that. Well, I hope someone got something from my message today. I didn't want to be preaching at people and telling them to lose weight or else or get in or get in shape or else. I'm just saying that if you want to do more than survive, you want to thrive. And some people, just to survive this, you're going to have to have all phases of your health. Please do what it takes to care for you. Because God loves you and he puts you on this planet for a reason at this time. And I really truly believe that God will bless your efforts. Well, if Truth to Ponder blesses you, I'd ask for you to help support Truth to Ponder with a donation. And you can donate by check or money order. You would write the check to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio. And you would mail the check or money order to Truth to Ponder. And the address is 5753 Highway 85 North, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, number 3248 in Crestview, one word, Crestview, Florida, 32536. And I want to thank Bob Beerman for having me today as guest host. I really do appreciate it. And I appreciate all the listeners. And so until next time, everyone, do what it takes. Get your health back. Stay strong. Stay vigilant. Keep your powder dry. But most of all, replace fear with faith. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.